another episode of Man of the Machine. I am Kevin, your humble... Uh, I was going to call myself a narrator, but I'm not narrating. And now Patrick is you, shaking his head disapprovingly with a you are kind slight, of narrating, actually. smug look upon his face. And now he decides to introduce himself. Oh, dear Jesus. I'm Patrick, and I'm, stop looking at me creepily. I'm a humble narrator. This is what we do. They, they, uh, look at, they look at people creepily? Is that that's what they do? I don't know. Ask Morgan Freeman. I'm sure when he's recording into a mic and you made eye contact with him, it'd be a little weird. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't look at somebody while he was doing it necessarily, yeah, but all right, that's fine. Different strokes for different folks, you know. I apologize if I sound winded. I just got back from a run, and I got your text sure. saying, I'm already ready, and I was like, oh, it's so much quicker than I anticipated. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go right up and get on the computer. So, say la vie. Here I am. La vie. La vie? Why, what does say la vie mean? It means that's life. <laughs> oh, neat. Uh, and today we're going to talk about a handful of things, but the main item on the docket, I believe, is Iron Fist, and to a greater extent, Netflix's Marvel, because we still haven't really gone... So, well, did we with Luke Cage? Do we talk about Netflix's Marvel more in depth than I'm remembering? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> did we even record with Luke Cage? No. No, that was after. We started recording in December. I mean, we've, we've yes. talked about it, but not in great detail which is fine because no offense towards luke cage but that's that and iron fist are on the bottom of the deck iron fist just happens to be new for me so i could talk about this for like six years so i'm gonna take a a brief intermission catch my breath (laughs) drink my water and you i'll give you just a few minutes of do you want to start with what we like or dislike i mean i don't really dislike much okay okay then big big (laughs) asterisks at the beginning for me then big barry bonds asterisks i I liked it. I did. But it's going to sound like I didn't. It's pretty hard for me not to like something I'm generally like, I either hate it completely or I'm all in with love. So this kind of like mediocre, not really. So I'm going to make it sound like I hate it because that's what the the things I'm pointing out. But overall, I thought it was good. I'm really excited about the Defenders. I think it was a necessary piece to the puzzle. And and I'll lay out why I don't. Yada, yada. But just, you know, I do like it. Don't think I don't like it. Okay, now, now you go. Tell me just a few, to, you know, f- three to four minutes worth of just some talking i mean that's the thing is like let me turn so your volume we, up you're a little little tiny baby quiet boop boop okay, okay. now go um because yeah cause like, I, basically i kind of figured out very early on while i was watching it that i was the only person i knew that liked it and like and that was that, that's fine with me i mean like we still haven't recorded about gifted punctures yet because of like basically uh kevin's whole like we, we basically, I was trying to arrange these at the same time, or at least close to each other, and um, so he keeps trying to like text me things, and I'm like, stop fucking talking until we fucking record it. So like, it's just, like every time we go to uh, a movie, it's just like dead silence in the car, or at least talk about other things like music or something until we fucking get to the fucking recording, because um, we like end up blowing our wads on the way home talking about it. But um, that was like when, no. we, when we watched the Killing Joke, and I was just like, uh, "But what about that part?" And you're like, "No, no, no, no. we're going home to record." Don't say anything. And I was like, "But exactly. I just, I can't. It's just, I want it." Yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> but um, but no, like the Iron Fist thing. I don't know. It's like, it's is it the weakest of the four? Yes, but I still feel like all of the Marvel Netflix shows are stronger than most stuff you see on TV. Like I would say, like the all yeah. four Marvel Netflix shows are still probably stronger than probably every show on the cw comic book wise except for maybe the flash i was just about to say really even the flash but okay that's fair 
What about like, would you put it Flash above Agent and, Carter and, and Agents of Shield? Yes. Oh, okay, neat. I thought it, I, Agents of Shield's getting it's a pretty good spot right now too, right? Like it's. Oh yeah, it's been really good lately, and I mean, yeah. and I and I like this at the beginning, but like, but yeah, no, I would say the Marvel Netflix stuff is like that's what I'm saying. Like even the worst Marvel Netflix show is still better than most other shows. Yeah, like, even even say, even most Marvel movies, not most Marvel movies, but even some say, Marvel movies. Well, yes, some Marvel movies. Like, I mean, obviously, like, Daredevil Season 2 is better than, like, Anything. Um, like The Incredible Hulk. But, like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's your bar for Daredevil Season 2? I would put no, no, Daredevil no. Season... I'm oh, just okay. saying, like, okay. it's, it's yeah. Iron Fist... Like, I would put Iron Fist on, poor, on par with, like, Thor 2, which I think is, like, the second worst Marvel movie. Okay. But every Marvel movie, I like to least some Which extent. one's the worst in your mind again? Uh, I mean... Eh, I... <laughs> It's probably Incredible Hulk. Really? <laughs> I love the Incredible Hulk, but okay. I like it fine. It's fine, but it just like... The thing I thought was funny about both Hulk movies, like the original Ang Lee one and then like the new one, mm-hmm. was it was like neither really gave me what I wanted. Like mm-hmm. the first one is the one I prefer. And even then it's just like, I get why people don't really like it because it's really cerebral and there's not enough Hulk smash. I get that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you have the Marvel one, which is pretty much all Hulk, Hulk smash and like nothing cerebral. I'm mm-hmm. like... Until you could fucking do both. Like, there's just no fucking point they, in doing it. They came it. out with this video game about the Hulk for the original Xbox. I don't remember what it was called. And in that, you could use anything as a weapon. So in one part, he breaks a car in half and uses it as boxing gloves. So when they did that in the movie, I rock hard for a week and a half. I was so <laughs> jazzed up. I couldn't believe I got to saw see the Hulk boxing him out with freaking a car he tore in half. That was the, the final fight scene in the Hulk is one of my favorite fight scenes in any Marvel movie. In general, in the Incredible Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. Yes, I mean it's fine. As I said, like I don't, it, I don't dislike the movie or anything. I'm just saying, like, cause, I mean it's fine, but it's like, of all the Marvel movies, that is, like, cause I, I think uh, Cardinal and I are pretty much like on the same page. But, like that's by far the weakest. So then like after that, I would say Thor two is probably the weak, the second weakest, and then probably uh, Iron Man two. Even though I really yeah. like Iron Man two, but um, but yeah, so my whole thing with Iron Fist is like I okay, now I do agree with you that. Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Actually, basically what I would say is basically, like, they've kind of come out in essentially, like, the order of, like, how good they are. Because, like, Daredevil is the best by far in my mind. Uh, Jessica Jones is the second best. Luke Cage is third best. Iron Fist is fourth best. And that's not, just, like, that's, again, that's not me in any way demeaning Iron Fist or Luke Cage, because I think they're both awesome. But it's just, like, the ones I had the most problems with are Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Because, like, I don't have the same problems that like Cardinal because Cardinal like every time I like we like he starts to get on and like I, I've seen like bits and pieces of his opinions mm-hmm. um and it's like and I, I don't know also the reviews and stuff I've seen um like the main thing I keep hearing is always basically that like uh Danny Rand isn't interesting and blah blah and I was like I don't know I like that actor I think he's fine like I do I thought that was funny <laughs> it was like I did see a meme that I did send to Kevin who was um like he was like Homer Simpson, and he's like, he's like, stop talking about the kung fu. Use the kung fu. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's okay. Well, I'll get to my keep going. I'll get to mine later. But yeah, like, but I'm saying like, wait, even the times when they're not like, actually doing the kung fu, like, I don't know. It's like it still works for me. Like, I'm still happy with it. Like, yeah, obviously the best parts are like the kung fu parts, but like if you read like um like the uh, Brubaker and uh matt fraction series the immortal iron fist which the basically the book that kind of got me to see him as an okay character because when, when i was a kid like i liked 
the heroes for hire, but they meant nothing to me. They, they were just like they were they were cool, but they didn't really mean anything to me. It wasn't until Bendis like started using them, because basically because Frank Miller had used them in Daredevil, so he used them in Daredevil, um, and then he started using them in like the Avengers. But like I didn't really give a shit for like the longest time, and then I um, ended up uh, reading the Immortal Iron Fist. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. But if you look at that book, like there's a lot of really cool like kung fu bits, but there's also mm-hmm. like it's a lot of talking and kind of whatever. Like it's not like it's pure Story. fucking like character kung fu. All that stuff. So yeah, so it's like, I mean, so it's like, I still like it even when it's not. My only real problems with it is, I do feel like uh, there should have been like a better, cause it, not that I don't like uh, Harold Meacham, but like, if you're gonna have your final battle, it really should be with somebody who is more like of a fiscally impressive match. Yeah, <laughs> or like, better. Like a hand person. Yeah, I, I... or like, 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 yeah, if it was kind of like, if it was kind of like the, uh, the scene in, um, the first season of Daredevil when he fights, um, ah, fuck, I can't remember his name. Uh, but the, the hand one. Yes, Nobu. Um, Ooh, I the remember the name. Whoop, 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 score one, point, point. I should run a tally. Every time I forget a name and you remember one, I'll put a tally or a, or a movie title or something, and then occasionally I'll get a little boop, a little check on my side. Eventually we'll be even when you die and I stay alive for 30 more years. <laughs> I mean, also, I've only been awake for like an hour, but that's fine. Um, don't care i've been awake for four exactly that's my point um and i went for a run my juices are flowing mine are not all of them i believe that Mm -hmm. um but yeah like that's kind of like that's that's a gripe and also like i mean i what i kind of wish they had done because kevin and i have kind of discussed this where they were like it would have been cool is if like uh in uh luke cage if like because basically the way uh, season two of Daredevil and season one of Luke Cage, they're kind of arranged like uh, comic book arcs with like, like six issue arcs. Mm-hmm. So basically you have half a season is one thing and half a season is another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, it would have been ideal <laughs> in retrospect to basically introduce Danny in like the second half of the first season of Luke Cage and then just kind of then spin him off into his own show. So like... Kind of like they would... did Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Exactly. Because that way, like, it's already established. You don't have to worry about, like, telling all the shit. Like, it's nice to, like, have, like, the reveal of, like, the Iron Fist and everything. But I was, like, I could have just easily had that on the Luke Cage show. And then that made the fourth show. Like, I would do, like, a full, I would have done, like, a full-blown Heroes for Hire show. Mm-hmm. Which, granted, might have stolen the fire, the stolen the thunder from uh, the Defenders. But, like, I would have liked to have seen, like, Luke Cage and Iron Fist and maybe, like, Colleen Wing and or misty night but um as like a as like a unit but um <clears throat> but no like i do I, I like it overall like it's just like i would definitely watch it again and i mean i don't know it's like kevin uh cardinal thinks that like luke cage is like near the top of the pack and i'm like yeah i don't really I don't, how I don't mad would he be if i called him casey uh he would not enjoy that i don't think <laughs> that just makes sense that's just his initials that's just easy that's I, so I easy I I'll mean, you can call him. whatever you like, but I'll I don't, text. I don't like oh, you know what? We got that group chat. I'll text him. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so that's the thing is, like, I'm trying to think of anything because, I mean, because like, overall, like, my favorite part of the show by far is Colleen Wing. Like, oh my god. <laughs> so this, hold on, sorry, I'll let you because I've got so no. Once I start, it's gonna be hard to stop me. Just you keep going. Um, 
Cully Wing is awesome. I mean, yeah, just go ahead. Because, I mean, because you, you clearly, you're, you're spooled up. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> my turbo is spinning. All right, so I'll just, in the order that it's in my head, which is no particular order, I'm trying to put it together <laughs> into a nice list. It ain't working. So, one, yes, Colleen Wing, she's badass. She's super attractive. She's adorable, yet scary. And the twist of her story of her being the hand I thought was great. And, oh, I loved her so much, which worked out because Franny apparently really liked Danny Rand. She thought he was a Hunkasaurus Rex, which I don't get. That's, I just, uh, he's, he's whatever. But I guess I mean, I, tell her, tell her, tell her to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, because he's all clean shaven and and and, and he's little. nude for large parts of it. <laughs> Ayo, I wonder if it's his real dong or if it's like a imposed dong. I like, mean, you see his face and dong in the same. Well, no, shot, like so. Khaleesi, it's not her body. She, it's, yes, it it's, is. Uh, only in season four. Later, the first three. No, season seasons. one. No, season one. It was like she was completely naked all the time, and she was just like, I don't really want to be known as the person who's just constantly naked. So then she stopped. And then, so now they just kind of have it occasionally, but like, it's still, you can, I mean, clearly still her. Like, it's, it's not, not like... her body though. She, she, she did an interview about it. That's why I'm saying, cause she did that yes. British show and Kevin. she's like, they imposed a body over, like it's my, yes, it's yes. me, but they imposed a body on me cause I didn't want to be naked. Yes. They also, you're reading this on the internet. No, no, I didn't so, read it on the internet. So, so, I watched so, it in an interview. Assault. I watched, she said it. She ain't gonna lie. I mean, unless they basically CGI'd her previous body onto her, like... Well, they current just... face like that would be i mean because i'm saying because like, it's it's exactly the same like yeah. it's not like she's like I'm, something yeah, like modern different. technology is impressive i'm, I'm just saying then, then she's still naked it's still just it's just basically a previous body versus a new body but she didn't want it to be her body for some reason but even so. then i don't think that's honestly accurate because it like, is the, but that's not what we're talking about here no, fire and fist no let me fucking finish but no because i'm saying like the lighting and shit uh that's, that's, a, like, that's just that's movie no. magic no no because that's the thing that's actually not because that's the one thing that you always if you're paying attention, the one thing that always gives CGI away is lighting, because lighting is a like is a bitch. Like when you're trying to light CGI, like it doesn't matter how much reference you have, it just never works the same. Well, we'll solve this later. So, anyways, uh, if I was to rank them, it goes. If I ranked individual seasons, yes, Daredevil season two is at the top. But if I have to rank shows, I actually like Jessica Jones more than than Daredevil as a whole, just because. Uh, I think Purple Man is the best villain of anything ever. Not literally. I'm just excited right now talking about Netflix. That storyline was absurdly good, and oh, it's just so good. But season two of Daredevil is the best. So I put Iron Fist all the way at the bottom, not even tied with Luke Cage. I don't know how Kevin Cardinal could even consider putting it above the other two, but that's just him. Let him do his thing. Whatever. I think he put it below Daredevil because Daredevil is his favorite, but like Mm -hmm. I think he put it uh, above Jessica Jones. Oh. Well, he's wrong. So, <laughs> the final fight, the cool thing I liked about that, or no, the thing I wish they had played up more is, remember when that Chinese guy is telling Wade the story about how every time they come back, they're not the same, they're more ferocious, and they, they played that up a lot in the story. You know, he's always freaking out on joy and stuff when that happens, and but that didn't show through in the final fight, I felt. Like, I felt like he, sh- instead of being all like, still manipulative whatever you know with the gun and the talking and the conversation i feel like he should have been slightly like um kind of berserker ish like just like incontrollable rage like even though he couldn't match danny rand with skill his unpredictability because he's freaking insane would have been fun to see i would have been like it would have been cool if like because the original end of highlander was um 
after he kills the Kurgan, uh, basically a giant dragon comes out of the Kurgan, and that's the final fight. I was like, I'd have been okay with that being the, this final fight, where basically he kills Harold Meacham, and then giant dragon comes, and then... That they can play Highlander Music it. too. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, this doesn't make sense to the actual character's originality, but you know, let's just see what happens. Uh, I didn't. My favorite thing about because Danny bored the hell out of me. I didn't like him. Like when it started, he's like this fun, you know, hopeful. Hey, I'm back for all my shit. And then episode three, it's just like, oh, we're just gonna watch this guy cry for the next seven episodes. Like it's not that it was bad. I under it made sense to what they were going for it just didn't work for me i was just like no this isn't eight whatever nine whatever 13 episodes 13 episodes 11 uh i didn't like that i thought he was just too much of a downer and and too but and i don't know enough about the actual character like you said you didn't read a lot of him then and then all of a sudden you got excited about him i haven't read anything about him but in theory he's probably my favorite of the four like he hugged a dragon and got a tattoo burned into his chest. His fist is indestructible when he summons the Iron Fist, and he's a martial arts master, so he's got all the cool stuff of everyone else, the strength of Luke Cage, the martial arts skills of Daredevil, with a dragon test on his chest, like tattoo on his chest, and he can punch through buildings. It's amazing. But they didn't... They played up his power in the weirdest ways. Like, they summoned the fist when, I, when it just didn't make any sense to me. And I was like, why didn't you summon it here? Why did you only summon it here? And this, they tried to explain it out with the chi, but even then, it, it was still kind of random and sporadic. It still wasn't when he was at his like peak of concentration and shit like that, or vice versa when he was in peril. It wasn't like all of a sudden, whoa! I didn't like that. Well, I didn't like the way they like, played the fist. The thing that Kevin said that I actually agreed with uh, Kevin Cardinal was like the little Casey. bit where they show um, like the base of the newsreel footage, the Bakudo shows in the newsreel yeah. footage. Yeah. I was like, he's like, that's the fucking Iron Fist. He's like, this is not the fucking Iron Fist. I was like, I will grant you that. Like, that's closer because he even has like, the comic book costume and like yeah. the way he like fights. You can is see very the, like, the like, uh, what do you call it, the lapel or whatever of it sticking yeah. out and everything. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, and he had, didn't and he have double just... Iron Fists in that? Yes. Yeah, both were glowing, not just this one. Like, I'm gonna stare at thing, it for the a one minute. thing though is like I do kind of like people don't really, like. There's like the, the whole thing where it's I'm not saying it's perfect or anything, but like when he basically like they basically say it's like basically the reason he's a crappy Iron Fist because he basically left before he was even done. Yeah, his training, training wasn't finished. Iron Fist exactly. He just bounced. so it's like so it's like everybody's argument about him like not using the Iron Fist. Blah blah. blah. I'm just like yeah, but he still he he was a guy who was like half trained so he had the power but didn't really he didn't really know how to use it well the way they played it out was like he didn't even it wasn't even half trained he was like he just got the fist and then all of a sudden the portal opened and i'm out of here bouncing like that's kind of dick move but so anyways davos was my second favorite thing about the show i absolutely loved the character davos i thought he was badass but now he's a bad guy and oh spoiler spoiler alert uh (laughs) i don't understand that i i also Joy and Wade were my favorite thing about the show for the first probably nine episodes. Eight, I'm trying to remember when all that shit started happening. They took Joy in a direction I didn't like. I love Wade, even though he's the douchiest character in the whole thing. Favorite thing about the whole show besides Colleen Wing and Davos. Like, um, like as far as story goes, Colleen and Davos, I just like them for the way they showed them in the fights and all that cool stuff. But as far as the part of the entire thing that actually drew, drew me in and made me pay attention continually was Wade's story. Favorite thing in the show. 
thought I it was know, amazing. I'm, I'm, as I was saying, like, for me, Colleen Wing was the main hook. Like, but I did like, uh, I did like Danny more than most people see him do. Yeah. And like, I do like Finn Jones more than most people see him do. But like, so he, like I said, the first two episodes, I loved him. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. All the shit they showed us at Comic-Con last year. I was like, yeah, this is okay. It's going to be not upbeat because that's not what Netflix does, but well, Netflix Marvel does. But it's going to be, he's going to be the lighthearted version of, or piece of the Defenders. Because Luke Cage kind of has that in him. But Jessica Jones is just depressed and destroyed. Daredevil well, she's is... She's also snarky and hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but it's not intentional for her. Like, her snarky... Her hilarity comes from the fact that she's just an asshole. And yes, that's <laughs> cool. But no, Danny Rand looked like the one guy who was going to be kind of... um like the Spider-Man of the group, like the kind of like lighthearted at times. And no, they completely stripped that for him. But the, the, I won't know. I don't know if I was super upset or not, but I think they completely destroyed the, uh, the fear that was brought on by the hand in Daredevil. I like, they, they made the hand something I didn't even care about. Not, no. Okay. Not entirely, but they bitched it down so far. I mean, they did they kind of like scale back the mystique, yes, but like when if if slash when uh, Kevin Cardinal is proven right and the villains of uh, the defenders are hand, mm-hmm. uh, I'm telling you right now, like an army of hand ninjas, possibly led by Elektra, that'll give you that mystique. No, back. no, yes, <laughs> yes, it will. Okay, and you know the future is a wonderful thing, but I can only live in what I'm seeing right now. So, because that's going to be amazing, and I think Kevin's right entirely, especially because the ending of Iron Fist, when uh, there's all those hand people dead, and you know, like blood on the walls, and so when he looked out, when the camera panned, and you see the openness, that's not Kun Lun, right? I mean, because he's like, it's gone, it's not here, but then it shows yeah, like buildings, no, no, it shows like a monastery up on the freaking mountain. I was like, wait, what? oh yeah, that's not that's not Kun Lun. No, okay, no. so. Either the hand got in there and took it over, or they shut down the portal early because the hand... I don't... There's no way to describe that because you don't control the portal. It opens... Anyways, so yes, between that, the ending of uh, Daredevil, and... Did they reference the hand in Luke Cage at all? I don't think so. No, it was, they... Re- was, it was just Cottonmouth and Diamondback. It was just all about Harlem. Yeah, yeah, and they referenced... Uh, what's it named? The, the, the weapons industry. The... Um, from Iron Man the uh stark Stark no Industries? no no, no. Uh, warhammer or something what was it? hammer hammer Justin hammer, hammer industries yes. i'm not giving you the point for that one i get half credit um no you don't yeah half credit and, no, but i knew uh, it was hammer i just was like i was fucking with you because it was funny <laughs> you just shut up um so yeah it's got to be the hand i have no idea what part freaking sigourney weaver is gonna play but it's gonna be great just the leader or something probably the one she's probably gonna introduce Electra. it'll be this big thing where they're fighting the hand they find the leader and then she's just like oh but wait till you see this Electra slides out daredevil freaks out they all go what's this about and daredevil's like that's my lady and they're like oh my god no like that's exactly I mean, how it's gonna play out she could be Electra's mom like it's entirely oh, possible <laughs> yeah that would be neat too but gal they took away her mysticism they took away her like sort of like because cause they showed her just throw her hand, and Iron Fist goes flying against the wall. She doesn't even touch him, and they never touch on that again. They don't even try to bring that back. So they don't get rid of the mystique. The mystique is still there. That's the whole point. Like, you're like, they, took her, they got rid of her mystique. Fuck you. Clearly, they still have her mystique. So I guess, but the way they're doing it is not, like, enticing. Like, it's not... 
like I said, they don't even touch on it again. You don't have to explain it, but they don't even reference the fact that she has this mystical power. They're just like, she did it once. Oh, now she's scared of everybody and scared of the Iron Fist. Oh, wait, she's wise again, and she knows that she's trapped in this room, and oh, God, she's going to get out. And, like, they don't do it in any sort of way that's, to me, again, to me, interesting. I was, because Daredevil just made them so terrifying and all-encompassing, and this one was just like, yeah, the butchers in the meat store. Yeah, they're hand. They're not really good fighters, but they're hand. Like, I was like, what? 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 It's, what? I mean, it's like, Hold it's on, like one more fucking... time. What? I don't get it. <laughs> it's like the fucking Foot Clan. Like, because basically that's like the, the, the Foot Clan reference. Uh, like the whole thing of Ninja Turtles. I mean, I think I've talked about it before, but like uh, the whole thing was basically it started because it was basically a parody of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. That's why like... Uh, the whole story, basically, like the mutagen flying off the truck, was basically when they saved the blind man, and then like Daredevil fights the hand, the turtles fight the foot. Like yeah, it's yeah. all, it was a point. But yeah, I'm saying like not every member of a fucking like not every foot soldier, like random fucking stormtrooper, is gonna be a fucking ideal fucking fighter. Like your I... top lieutenants, like the like the fucking um, the one who was almost Iron Fist. I can't think of his name, but uh, the one that's the drunken boxer um, in China. When they go to China. Oh, um, oh, um, oh, yeah, I won't remember. The one he fights, he's, like, sitting down yeah. against the wall, and then he starts, okay. Yeah, he, he was almost... He became the Iron Fist? Well, no, he was almost the guy they cast. They just oh, ended okay, up with Finn instead. Um, which would have been able to shut the fuck up, which would have been nice, because it would have been like, see, it's not a fucking white guy. So there you go. You Isn't can't the character call a white guy, though? Yes, that's the thing. And I do kind of get, because Kevin and I just did, we just talked about this. Um, I get it, because, like, when I first heard about it, and I, I was like... Because everyone's like, they're whitewashing. I'm like, Danny Rand is white. <laughs> and I kind of like thought about it. And I was just like, yeah, but the character of Danny Rand being white, like from the 70s, was whitewashing. So basically, yeah. it's kind of a further adventures of whitewashing. <laughs> like, or yes. basically, it's just like it's, because it's it was like, like. It's kind of like not changing the Redskins name. It's just like, well, it's always been that way. So fuck it. It's, it's, that's all it. Yeah, I get that, I guess. Um, they they explained yeah. it well though. His family's always grew up in America, and he was a businessman. Plane crashed, and now he's in. Just happens to be there. It's not that he should be Asian. He just happens to be there because of this incident. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, in fairness, you also get. Um, I mean, the less popular, but even more kind of badass martial artist character in Shang Chi. So I mean, I don't understand people's thing, but whatever, it's fine. Um, go ahead. Did did so. What Thunder Thunder Dick? What was his name? The what was the guy? It's Thunder something. Thundercock. Thunderclap. Thunder. What the fuck are you talking about? The guy, his his teacher, who shows up when he's focusing and he's talking to him. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) The the, it's the guy who brought him in and and was his instructor or whatever the hell you want to call it. And in the when he accepts Gao's invitation to go into that arena and fight the three different people well four different people but three different fights you know when he's going to do something oh, the monk shows i don't remember up. his name but I don't, it's I don't thunder something and i can't remember it um anyways that was another thing it makes sense why he went away forever but he went away because he's like you're not the real iron fist and just disappears but they don't even explain if that's real if that's in his head like 
they don't even allude to either of those things because he's actually but talking. To, but it doesn't make but you sense. Need to? <laughs> like... Yes, this is Marvel. If this was DC or some shit, I'd probably be on the side of if you're not a comic book nerd, get out. But this is Marvel. They give you everything. They're like, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. We have to explain how much gas was in the plane while they were flying so that you know the exact sort of scenario. They give you, and to give you absolutely nothing, in my opinion, with Iron Fist, I was like, come on, man. Come on. Why are you doing this to me? I'm not saying it's it's like, like it's, it's, it's like even in Jessica Jones when they show the jewel costume. They could have just showed that, put that away, and people would have been like, what's that about? But no, they have to talk it up. Like, remember when I wanted you to be a crime fighter and I made you this? They gave you way too much, and that's what I've become accustomed to, and you take it from me, and it's hard to deal with. Yeah, but there's also different showrunners in every show. So, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. there's a guiding hand, but, I mean, there's still, like, fucking people doing their own thing. Which is like, the one thing I knew... I, I've said before, and I think I, I can't remember if it was on, I definitely think it was on Punksters, where I was just like, the second they announced Scott Buck as the showrunner for Iron Fist, I was like, oh God. I was like, the guy who ruined fucking Dexter is now going to do this. Awesome. And, because um, Dexter, the first four seasons of Dexter, mm-hmm. some of the best fucking television in the history of television. I've never seen it, but Season, everyone gets really hard about it. Seasons four through eight are just progressively worse and worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. and it's like and that's scott fucking buck that's i'm hoping for season two of uh iron fist to have a different showrunner um but yeah like that's the whole thing is like as soon as they announced scott buck because that was the first time they kind of misstepped even though in fairness i mean like uh chio uh coker who did uh uh luke cage had never been a showrunner i don't think before even like a writer on television stuff but they took a chance on him thunder guy keep going okay um and uh, obviously, uh, the woman who did uh, did Jessica Jones, um, Melissa Rosenberg, I think her name is, um, had been trying to do that show forever. So she definitely knew what she was doing because they, they they tried to make that show happen at like ABC like years ago, and before the whole Marvel Netflix thing, and then just it never happened. And I guess when um, Jeff uh, when uh, Jeff Loeb was like, "Hey, we're going to do basically uh, Marvel movies on Netflix." It was like, hey, I have an idea for one of them because one of them's already basically made. We just need to like actually finish it. Um, but yeah, and then like you had actually two showrunners for season one of season two of Daredevil. Uh, the first one, Stephen Knight, like I thought he was, he did a good job. But, like I, that's why when they were uh, talking about new ones for season two, I'm like, oh fuck. And then it turned out to be the best thing ever. I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> my with my objections are completely withdrawn. We are we are all set. Like this is better. So yeah, it's the Thunderer. That's okay. it's it's Lane. I already put it away. It's like Lane Koo, the Thunderer, and okay. uh, he he's the guy who trained the Iron Fist. He has a bunch of pupils. I didn't look on. I'm sure they referenced some of them in the show, and we just missed it. But uh, that's what I was true. Thundercock is close, very close, <laughs> but just a little bit off. Yeah, it's 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 clearly yeah, it's just a little bit off. Um, you see this mustache, bro? It's it's horrible. Yeah, it's the most it. full it's ever been. That's. Great. I got distracted by uh, myself in the video. Sorry. Continue. I, I won't. It won't happen again. Um, but yeah, like my favorite fight scenes all involved people who weren't. That's how I thought it was funny at the end when it was Harold Meacham because I was just like, the fight scenes with Bakudo involved were like mm-hmm. the by far the most impressive fight scene. Yeah. And then like you have Harold Meacham and just like, well, could we have somehow made Bakudo like the big bad behind Harold Meacham somehow? That was the other thing I didn't get. Bakudo was great. I actually really liked that twist. The overall story of Iron Fist I liked. I didn't. Re- there wasn't too many. As like I have nitpicks with the way they chose to take it, but the story itself was fine and I liked it. Uh, 
why did no one see first off how did danny and davos not learn in all of their training that the hand are immortal if you don't kill them in some special way how is that not for the thousands of years how has that not been passed down b even after they get explained to it that yes we come back from the dead danny still neglects to uh notice that detail after hand people die and just lets it like oh shit they someone must have came and got him it's like no you know these people anyways (laughs) and Um, and and last but not least the the week so the fight scenes were fine it's martial arts that's the whole point of this it's just hand to hand don't expect walls to get punched down don't expect these crazy daredevil like near misses because he senses it like don't look for that but the way it was shot was like like you walked into a high school class said here's a camera and a tripod choreograph a fight scene and they just filmed it they didn't do any moves they didn't do any lighting changes they didn't do any little special effects with noises or like uh timing changes they were just like okay go and good like like five minutes ago my fucking bit with uh with Amelia Clark on Game of Thrones, like nobody cares about lighting, and then you immediately bring no, no. up lighting. What upset me about that is that you're wrong, and she said it's not my body like six times. But it that, never it is. But that's fine. But this one is like because even in movies like so, for example, John Wick, uh, uh, just when the big fight scenes are going on, the big choreographed over the top fight scenes, you don't notice any slip ups as far as like it doesn't look slow, it doesn't look. Um, staged or fake in any way with their movements it, it they move the camera they zoom in they zoom out they pick up they make it go faster than the actual actors are moving or they slow it down to show how close something is in this they didn't do anything they're just like okay in well fairness, except for colleen fairness, wing's though, fights in the cage those yeah. were awesome that was a fairness, great though, fight scene it's like um the whole thing is like for one thing, it's just it's all directors, dude. Like it's like that's yeah. the whole thing. Is like if you, do, I mean, they, should they have hired better directors for like yeah. the fight scenes? Yes, but like some of them are still great looking fight scenes. Like the one with Bakudo in the rain. That that's a great a looking fight fucking scene. fight yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Um, but yeah, that's the whole thing. Is like, and at the same time, I will mention something real quick. Um, if you have certain certain fights, you don't need to do anything because really, if you actually watch Winter Soldier again, mm-hmm. um. When they have the Batrock the Leaper versus Cap fight with the George St. Pierre versus uh, on the Chris boat, Evans, right? they literally, and I think it's a smart decision on the part of uh, the directors, uh, they, the Russo brothers, literally just like fucking like first like from like they 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 they, they show their faces and then they literally just pull the camera back and just like let them go. They're just yeah. like. We, we, we hired George St. Pierre for a reason. So it's fucking, the, the camera never moves. Mm-hmm. The camera is not in any way, they don't cut into it that much. It's literally just like, <laughs> the, George St. Pierre is there, Chris Evans is there, camera's here, go. Yeah, like, but in those, so the, the, the difference I would make there is, A, that one is, yes, they're both skilled fighters, but that one's more of a brawl. That one's more like, obviously, muscle versus muscle, skill versus skill, we're going at it. Whereas in Iron Fist, they play up the martial arts and the technicality of him so much with all of his stupid, like, well, it's not stupid. I actually really liked where he, like, I thought his motions were very fluid and everything when he was doing his, um, what do you call them, formations and whatnot. But in the fight scenes, like, they try to keep it so strict, I felt, and so choreographed that it comes off looking stiff. It didn't look smooth. It didn't look like a fight. It looked like a dance. It looked like a choreographed dance. I was like, this isn't, I'm sorry. Not all of them, because the okay. Bakuda one was great, and anything Colleen Wing ever did was great, but... 
Yes. Well, I mean, would I have preferred they gotten, like, Gareth Evans from the raid to direct the fucking fight scenes? Yeah. Yes, I would have preferred that. Would I have preferred they had gotten the John Wick guys? Yes, I would have preferred that. Yeah. But, like... So, so since you know that there can be better, we can point out that there was certain things wrong. It's not to say that it was the awful, because, no, there were some fight scenes in Luke Cage that I was just like, we get it, your skin's impenetrable, you're super strong, like, you're just walking through. I get that. Like, that was even boring in its own respect, but it was still good. And Iron Fist is still good. I'm just saying that they definitely could have done better there. Well, Luke Cage thing—that's the whole thing. It's like basically there's like nobody who's a match for him. Yeah, that's and why, he's like, not—and he's not a fighter. He's not a. Exactly. He, he just wants to get you out of his way. He's just like, no, I don't want to do this. Oh, you're making me do this. All right. <laughs> that's why, like, they—they—they they, they really kind of build like the final fight scene Which with good, uh yeah. with Dumbback yeah. because it's like. And they did that perfect where he's just like the flashbacks, you know, let him hit you, let him get tired and stuff like that. It was. Oh, it was so Indeed. No, yeah, like, I think, like, Luke Cage, the thing that does work for me about Luke Cage is, like, the fact that, like, because I think that's funny, is even though, like, I was first, I was pissed because, um, like, when I was first, like, seeing the trailers, I was like, oh, like, they're doing The Wire with superheroes. Like, I love The Wire, so that'll be awesome. Uh-huh. And then, like, I watched, like, the first few episodes, I'm like, oh, so they're doing black exploitation with superheroes. I also like black exploitation. I still feel like I've been lied to by, thinking, <laughs> by making it look like The Wire, but that's fine. Um, but, yeah, like, no, my only real, um, serious gripe with Luke Cage was actually the thing that Kevin likes is like I do think that the, the breaking up Daredevil season two into kind of like the Punisher part of the season the Electric part of the season mm-hmm. uh works um but like the whole thing of like basically killing off uh Cottonmouth halfway through yeah and then uh basically switching completely over to Dimeback and Cottonmouth sister um Mar- drives me Marlene Marine some big Marlene yeah yeah that's it. uh and I was just like, that pissed me off because Cottonmouth was such a good fucking villain. Christ, the actor oh. won a fucking, he won an Oscar this year. Yeah. Like, for Moonlight. Yeah. I was just like, clearly they didn't know that at the time. That was just like, but I was like, I feel like you could, from watching the performance, be like, hey, this guy's really good. Like, we should we should definitely not he, kill him. He was phenomenal. I, I yeah. definitely liked him more than Diamondback, but that's just because I wasn't ready for the, the like, paradigm shift. I wasn't ready for this, like, poised, uh, slightly tormented uh, businessman who was all about just kind of winning to this like goofy deranged kind of superpowerish bad guy like i wasn't ready for that switch they didn't lay it out smoothly at all they were just like dead and go oh my god diamondback you just shot him what's happening it didn't it was good i loved the, i loved luke cage but i that that was the biggest like standout of that show to me i just wasn't ready for it yeah that's the thing is like yeah, oh. i do that's the thing, i like it overall but like but yeah like the whole thing is like Cottonmouth is a way stronger villain than Diamondback. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it, yeah, it, it definitely. It. I wouldn't say way strong. It's, he's not nearly as much of a test, and they sh- and they did a good job of breaking Cottonmouth down to the point where you're like, clear. See, he's this isn't gonna work. Like Cottonmouth's not gonna win this fight. They did a good job of that of just constantly taking him down before killing him. I just wish they had not done that at all. <laughs> just no, let I, him keep going. That's the thing. I mean, I'm not, I, 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 I. They still could have had him. Like through the end, and still had the final fight be with Dimeback. Just have Dimeback be like muscle. Like it's only not that yeah, important to be like yeah. to kill off, basically to like completely switch villains halfway through. Or an idea that just occurred to me um, off the cuff uh, think, right now. Yeah, oh. Um, oh, it's gonna be they could have had Dimeback bring in. I can't remember what they're called. I think they're called the Wreckers. But like there is um, these fucking uh, kind of even saying B list is probably a stretch. But um, uh, Marvel villains who they all have like. Uh, 
they're basically they're kind of like um, the rogues from the Flash, but they're all kind of like blue collar villains. Mm-hmm. So so much so that like <laughs> their weapons are all um, tools, like a crowbar, like crowbar and a chain and wrenches and, shit. and stuff. Yeah, uh, but they're all enchanted, like uh, like Thor style. Um, oh. So like, they often like menace, like whatever. I was like, if you had made those guys, like if you'd find like a realistic way to do those guys and make them uh, cottonmouth muscle. That would have made for a really fucking really cool final fight scene Damn. of like Luke Cage versus everybody. Or do if we had done my original plan and done basically the second half of the season uh, being the heroes for hire, yeah. have like Luke Cage, Iron Fist, maybe Colleen Wing versus those motherfuckers, yeah. and just had this big epic fucking fight in the middle of Harlem. Um, but yeah, like I think is I was like I definitely liked it a lot, and I mean I did. That's the thing is I was like. After I was done with it, like we ended up, it, they dropped it in um, October, yeah. and um, Kevin and I ended up going uh, to Brooklyn for uh, the Choking Victim show in October, and I was like, "Hey, we should go to Harlem." He's like, "We can do that, but it would literally require us to go like all the way to one end of town, yeah. so like forty-five minutes. Just go to Pop Shop." <laughs> and then get back on a train, go 45 minutes back, uh, then go to Brooklyn, go to the show, and then blah, blah, I'm just like, yeah, that does seem kind of stupid in retrospect. So, like, I did, we didn't dope. do it, but I've really wanted to go ever since I saw it. And plus, uh, one of my favorite moments in probably, maybe my favorite moment in a lot of ways, um, except for maybe, like, the Daredevil uh, hallway fight, oh. um, was uh, Luke Cage... Uh, walking to the building to Wu-Tang and oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the full-blown fight scene. Where he just like I, walks through guns and bullets and pushes through walls and stuff. Yeah, at this point, like my, I think everybody knows my love for Wu-Tang is above, is above reproach. Yeah. So like, as soon as I started playing Wu-Tang, it's actually the thing that's funny is because um, uh, Cardinal, for the, our theme music for that, uh, for that episode we did on Luke Cage, um, he was like, I have a surprise for the music. And I was like, is it fucking Wu-Tang? He's like... <laughs> I no, don't I have a surprise. Did, did, he's like, I didn't think about that, but I did think of something else. And I was just like, I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, but I, but I live Wu Tang so much. Like, yeah, that's it. He's like, it's a much better idea in retrospect. I just didn't think about it at the time. Well, live and learn, I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah, Luke Cage did better than any of the other shows. Was build a an entire town, build culture, build a society that you were interested in. Because everyone, every other show is just about the character. And, and whatnot, and Luke Cage did that a little bit more aggressively than anything else, where, you know, like, the whole town comes together for Pops, and, you know, every every single five minutes, this is for Harlem, and all that kind of bullshit, and the music was on point, with Method Man doing his freestyle rap, and Jadena, and all these other artists I've never heard of doing the opening songs that were great. I, I will say, the only one that, like, really, like, hit home, and I really liked was Jadena, because, like, all the rest of them, like, must we waste five minutes of this television show? Like, and I, and I love music and everything, but I was yeah. just like, if I'm not sold on this, like me having to sit through it is not awesome. Like, it was more about keeping, you know, consistency that it was a huge part of. Because Cotton, that's all Cotton Mouth. Like, that's his entire focus point was like, I wanted to be a musician, and you took that from me and made me this. So I'm going to be the best at this. But now I own nightclubs, so suck it. So I really liked it. That's just me. But I had something I wanted to say about Iron Fist, and I lost it. But no, like the whole thing is, and also the thing that really pissed me off is that uh, they hooked up uh, Claire Temple and Luke Cage. That's why I wanted to say, I would, continue. Because I was like, I love Claire Temple, don't get me wrong, but I was like, no, 
Luke Cage plus Jessica Jones forever. Oh, I can't. I hope they bring that back in the Defenders in some way, shape, or form because they're making it seem like they're not gonna. The whole fucking season, I was waiting, mm-hmm. waiting for Jessica Jones to appear just and keep, bring the conflict into that. Yeah, that's all I was hoping. And then like they fucking never did it. I was so pissed. Cause I think I texted you. I know I texted like a bunch of people, but there was like, you think Jessica Jones will appear? I'm like, of course. And then when it didn't happen, I was so angry. Yeah. And like, they, <laughs> they walk it away with her, with uh, uh, Claire walking away with the whole, we'll get coffee sometime. And you're like, oh, that's cute. But then in Iron Fist, they had to push it even farther. Like, are you seeing a guy? He's like, well, yeah, but he's not available right now in some bullshit. I was like, no, just drop it. Which, that was the other thing I was going to say. This was the first time I thought they were overusing Claire. A little more than I want. And not that I want her, because she's my favorite consistent part of all four shows. I Every time she shows up, you're like, oh, oh, she's in another one. She's in another one. And, like, the Luke Cage thing, she saves his life. Jessica Jones, she saves Luke Cage's life. And all this stuff, it was great. In this one, I felt like they were just pushing it more than they needed to. I was like, the nice thing about her is she's the night nurse. She comes in, she heals you, and she leaves. Like, that's awesome. Keep her at that. Yes, include her in your missions, but not drag her all over to Timbuktu and whatnot. I didn't need that. Well, then actually, in the books, like they, they, there's like she has a secret office that superheroes go to. They don't. She doesn't go to them. Yeah, that would um, be even cooler if if because because Danny Rand's a, a a billionaire. What if he? They should have had him set up something for her completely off the book. They still can. I, but they should have done it. But yes, yeah, so you're saying Claire Temple was overused in Iron Fist. Yeah, I thought she was a little too much. Uh, not, I not mean, in a bad I feel like because they also they seeded it in um they seeded it. In yeah, when she walks by the cage. flyer and Colleen Wings, yeah, exactly. So like, um, so I was like, I wasn't really upset with how much they used her. Like, they, it was more, it was less than they used her on Daredevil and more than they used her on uh, Jessica Jones. But I was just yeah. like, I don't feel like it was too much personally. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, as I said, the only problem I have is like the fucking like them and Luke Cage because I was like, no, I want <laughs> fucking, I want goddamned Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. I want their beautiful mixed race baby Danny. Like I want Squirrel they Girl to be baby? the nanny. Yeah, Squirrel Girl's and, a nanny. Yeah, she's the nanny. I was what? like, I want all of these things by season two of these fucking Isn't shows. Is Squirrel Girl getting a movie now or a TV show or some shiz? They're doing like a, um, I think it's a cartoon where it's uh, a yeah, her and the new. Something. I think it's her and the new mutants. It's like a, it's on I think Freeform or something. I don't know. Well, that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, I was like, I want all of that shit, and I want it in season two of at least fucking luke cage if not jessica jones like i was like motherfucker i want all of it um but yeah like that's that's i was just like i don't want to break your heart claire temple but like it, you, you can you can your your rosario is awesome you're very hot you'll, you you'll find you'll find somebody off. else <laughs> she's in a new movie where she's like trying to stop this crazy ex-wife or something from murdering her it looks cool yeah. i'll watch anything with her. well yeah, i thought was funny is like uh i saw the trailer for that and i was like we actually are due because um basically every 10 years like every decade we get mm-hmm. fatal attraction because it was in the 70s it was uh play missy for me uh the 80s it was fatal attraction um 90s it was i can't remember if swim fan came out in the 90s or those the early 2000s um uh, but there I was also the movie uh, though yeah and then there was also uh the hand that rocks the cradle which is kind of the same thing um and then uh and then I remember in like the actual 2000s, we got uh, what's the one with Beyonce? Yeah, I, I knew exactly what you're talking about. I don't know the yeah, movie, I, but I can't think of the name. But yeah, that. So I was like, we're actually due in the 2010s. Like, so actually, the fact that they've gone this long shows incredible restraint because like every like every 10 years, they're like, hey, you know what story we haven't done in a while? <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, they did it 
kind of they did it with um Jennifer Lopez where she sleeps with her student and he tries to blackmail her and then tries to kill her. Well, yes, but like kind of it's not about. it's it's kind of. But I, also, I don't really remember that. So there yeah. you go. She um, wasn't. It was. It also there was no infidelity involved. It was just a. Uh, oh yeah, no. The infidelity. The infidelity is basically the whole reason. They, it's like it's yeah. like the morality tale they keep telling. Yeah. It's because of the the the. That's the whole reason. All um, right. So let's slide out of Marvel because I I've, I've got two more big things I want to talk about, but I, we got to get our games over with. Uh, <sighs> last thing about Marvel, you've got two minutes and thirty seconds. How do you think the Defenders are getting together? Like, what are they going to play that up the first few episodes? of the defenders i mean that's the thing is like the fact that luke knows jessica is what makes me think that that's how they're gonna bring in jessica mm-hmm. um they have to do and the fact that they've already kind of keep seated what you know the crap to me is like uh when i'm uh claire temple keeps bringing up the matt murdoch it's like i yes. know an attorney i was like unless he is licensed in like the south which i don't think that he is yeah. it doesn't fucking make a difference that he's a fucking attorney like it, that's not the way lawyers work yeah. um he's like he's he's like a lawyer in every 50 state um but yeah like i do think that like somehow probably actually it'll probably be claire temple that brings everyone that like, makes the avengers assemble it's like the next fury of that shit yeah um because like basically i know it'll be the hand it's just a question of like how they all come together to fight the hand but i definitely think like the hardest one to get will be Jessica, but Jessica is the one that you need almost most because A, she's the only one that can actually fly, and B, True. Uh, is as strong as Luke Cage. Okay, and... You have two martial arts, you have two muscles. It's just... Exactly. I think uh, that a cool way to do it would be, so Luke Cage went back to prison, and Danny Rand's been dealing with his legal stuff, and we all know about uh, uh, who's the legal lady that's helping him. Uh uh, oh god trinity from the matrix uh oh jerry hogarth yeah jerry hogarth i think that between jerry hogarth helping danny rand out of his nonsense like she did and jessica jones and uh luke cage going to prison somehow it would be very cool if they brought matt murdoch in as the defendant for luke cage uh to to stop him from going to jail and plead to show that he was framed and all that stuff and that puts them together and then hogarth brings uh iron fist and jessica jones together and then claire temple is like the middle piece like you're saying that brings the both pairs together that would be cool oh and also i will say like uh this was the first time they made Jerry Hogarth likable. <laughs> yes, that's fair. <laughs> was it Iron Fist? Because like I really like the character from the comics, and like I thought that they, they've done it really well. But like the whole point was that she, that she wasn't terribly likable. And then like as soon as they did like the J Money thing, is when she became super likable. But like I, I don't know about likable, but at least uh, uh, understandable, I guess. Because in Jessica Jones, when she gets all cut up by her girlfriend. That that's the first moment of like oh the sympathy a little bit of sympathy for the character. I mean a little bit, but she was also cheating on like so it's like that's true. I have sympathy for her, but I'm not like yeah, yeah I'm not like yeah, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I hope she doesn't die <laughs> like yeah. but I'm not like it's like oh we need to protect her even she's then though like... in in Luke you're right it wasn't until the second half because in Iron Fist when she's just like are you really Danny Rand okay I'll help you but you're putting my law firm on retainer, otherwise screw you. Like, you're still like, okay, this is a bad bitch, and we already know it. Just have a good time. Okay. So, anyways, time's up. Moving on. Famous movie pairs. I'm going to rattle them off. You will definitely get this. Who's Rocky? Who's Apollo? Hold on. Sorry, sorry. Back up. 
famous pairs because I'm not allowed to say movie anymore, <laughs> even though it applies this time. Famous. It used pairs. to be. It used to be who's who. I'm not really sure why it became famous movie pairs, even I though it was an actor. I am not a consistent person, so uh, who's who? Rocky Apollo. Uh, I guess I'm Apollo and you're Rocky. Whoop whoop whoop! I beat the Russian. To be fair, I would totally avenge you if a Russian kills you. Just know that if a tall, buff, white Russian just takes you out of this world, don't you think for a second I'm not going after him in some way, shape, or form. And I appreciate that. And also, I'm responsible in a in, in an indirect way for the my my personal favorite Rocky film, which is Creed. So this works out. It's okay. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You got a you got a handsome grandkid or son? I can't remember how. It was his son. Yeah, it was, it was his the whole son. thing. Okay. he fathered him sometime between when he died. Well, be between like, <laughs> between when end. he died, artificial <laughs> insemination is a crazy thing. Between the end of Rocky three and then when he died, in Rocky four. <laughs> Because it, it, it was through infidelity. They even say it's like, oh. it wasn't Marianne. It was some other random chick. Saucy. Okay, well, that one's easy. One and done. Next up, who's who? Cheech, who's Chong? They're basically interchangeable characters. <laughs> Are you saying we're not interchangeable characters? I guess you're Cheech and I'm Chong. But I like... don't know who's who, so I'll take it. <laughs> Wait, Cheech Marin. He's the uh, bald now. Right, the, the one who's bald now, whereas uh, Chong has the long pony he still hair. has long hair yeah yeah okay i'd rather be chong but i'll accept cheech <laughs> cheech no in terms of personality wise like i'm probably more chong and you're more cheech because cheech is the higher energy one <laughs> okay that's fair that's uh, uh... but yeah it, it was the fairness of the, the cheech and chong is kind of like uh when they did uh I, I was watching i think it was the commentary for bill and ted and uh they were like i was like i think it was Keanu, it was keanu that was just like oh man like i i wanted to be bill and not ted and like alex winter's like if you want to switch parts, that's fine because it will not change how I'm playing my character in any way, shape, or form. So, like, yeah, it really wouldn't make a difference, I guess. He's like, he's like, they're completely interchangeable to me. So, whatever you want to do is fine. All right. <laughs> well, then, Cheech and Chong, it is. I'm Cheech. Uh, and last but not least, Mulder and Scully. X Files. I, I guess... don't know the song, or otherwise, I'd start doing the song. It's. Um. But yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, okay, I'm getting it. <laughs> um, I guess I'd be Scully and you'd be Mulder because, like, you're more down to believe insanity, and I'm more like, huh, all right, let's well, which one's which? Mulder is the guy, and okay, Scully Scully's is the, girl. the red, the redheaded girl. Okay, okay, I've never seen the to, show. Like, you had to, to note it was redheaded, <laughs> like, well, there's a so... male and a female, and you're like. Well, I didn't know it was the female if we didn't describe her as being red. <laughs> I'm just saying that I had to point out a characteristic, and that was the one that came to mind. Not female. But no, because in... You know what? I don't see gender like that, okay, Patrick? It's hair color first for me. I'm just kind <laughs> of uh, more upper echelon than you, I suppose, in that regard. <laughs> uh, all right. Who's who? Done. On. Moving on. Who would win in a fight? They're all superheroes. Sentry versus Doctor Strange. Why? Um, I mean, it, that's the thing. Whenever you put Doctor Strange, I'm always just like, it's kind of like the fucking bullshit of like, Batman's always going to win every fight because he's going to have planned it out beforehand, like whatever, somehow. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange is the same thing. Basically, it's like any fight you put Doctor Strange into, it's like, well, I know these spells, so you're kind of fucked. <laughs> like, I know, but from the few, very few Marvel things, or Doctor Strange things I've read, but the movie, the movie doesn't make him like that. The movie makes him... 
it brings him more down to earth. He's a man. He's not even perfect at his magic stuff yet, even though he's trained forever. Like they only show the the weapon thing he can do and the other plane with the moving stuff. They don't show all this crazy nonsense where he can make anything happen at any point in time. So yes, but you just you just said the, the characters. I'm saying I know, I know. <laughs> like, but what isn't Sentry's deal? Like he's cosmic. No, he has the power of a million exploding suns. And what? uh what does he that also, even mean? He has the power of a million exploding suns. <laughs> but doesn't but isn't one exploding sun enough to be like kind of over the top? Yes, well he has the power of a million of them. So, there so, you go. so can he wait, what wait. Wait. <laughs> so can is that strength or can he like project like beams or what? He's basically Superman, but um, but okay. the whole thing is that he also um, every time he uses his powers, he also brings uh, this other side, like the, the dark side of himself, mm-hmm. uh, called the Void, into existence, which is why he generally for a long time didn't use his powers. Um, but yeah, so like that's kind of the the the, the two sides. That's why he was in the mental hospital when you find him, and he rips Carnage in half. Yeah, beginning of new. Or I'm sorry, he, he, I'm sorry, he was in the raft. Basically, by he checked himself into the raft, the superhero, the supervillain prison, um, so that he wouldn't hurt anybody anymore. Because that's the whole thing. He wasn't, uh, he didn't want to be the void anymore. So that was the whole thing. He can't be the center without being the void. Huh. And that's too much for me right now. Okay, moving (laughs) on. I can't handle all that. Who would win in a fight? And I've done something very similar to this like four times. Hawkeye versus Green Arrow. Haven't we done this? <laughs> no, we've done uh, versus uh, Bullseye a handful of times, and I did one other uh, super accurate person. I don't remember. I mean, I feel like the fact that Hawkeye used to be a villain means he has like more of a killer instinct than Oliver does, even though in the fucking TV show, the first fucking season was about him just offing motherfuckers. <laughs> but um, I would say uh, Hawkeye has the edge. But, like, it would definitely, I mean, it would probably have to devolve into, like, a straight-up, like, fist fight. Because they, if they try to shoot at arrows, they'd probably just keep splitting the arrows in midair. So, <laughs> just, like... It'd just be fireworks. It'd just be sparks of metal arrow tips just shocking everywhere. So, yeah, they'd probably end up in a straight fight. And I feel like the fact that Hawkeye's killer has the killer instinct, that would put him slightly above. I didn't Plus know Hawkeye had... was a killer. He was an assassin? He wouldn't no, but he was trained by the swordsman who was like a killer. So like the whole thing, he had a killer instinct because he used to be. A, that was the whole thing. Was uh, Kevin and I talked about it on um our second to last podcast, the second to last gifted punksters, where we were talking about like kind of unconventional uh, vendors lineups. Uh, and my favorite, um, old school vendors lineup is uh Cap's quirky quartet, mm-hmm. where um he or sorry Cap's kooky quartet, um he where he had uh it was basically Cap. Uh, Tony and a bunch of former villains. So it was that uh, he was rehabilitating because it was Hawkeye, um, Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver, uh, Magneto's kids, obviously. Yeah. Um, so we, and I was like, I always liked that because it, I liked the idea of kind of like the th- the three former villains, all of whom are still kind of dicks. Yeah, I had no <laughs> idea Scarlet like, Witch and Quicksilver were ever villains. I mean, I were, it was easy yeah, to were, assume, but since they didn't know their father, I, I don't know. I just never put it together. Yes, they they, they were in the they were in the Brotherhood. What? <laughs> I'm learning stuff. Okay, last one. Uh, so that one goes to Hawkeye. Who'd win in a fight? And you can't use uh, just you can't use the one thing I know you're gonna say immediately. Who'd win in a fight? Doctor Doom versus Sinestro. I mean, 
Sinestro has the entire fucking Sinestro no. core. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess that's cool, but no, just him, not the core. I mean, the fact that he can create anything with his uh, ring suggests... I mean, granted, Doctor Doom also has the whole, like, sorcerer thing on his side. The fact that, like, uh, Sinestro can make actual, like, constructs of whatever he can think of, mm-hmm. like, I think that gives the edge to Sinestro... Mm-hmm. But also the fact that Doctor Doom is exponentially smarter than Sinestro. And still has cool lightning powers. You always want to leave out the lightning. No, he's a sorcerer. I already said he was a sorcerer. Because um, he's more than that. He is, he's a sorcerer. So he can do a lot of shit. And the fact that he's smarter than Sinestro, I think, would give him a slight edge. Mm-hmm. But I think it would, in the end, it would come down to Sinestro. Because Sinestro, if he wants to, can drop like a, basically like a fucking construct of a fucking planet on his head if he wants to. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> the thing that I always, with these who would win in a fight thing that I think of that you don't. And you think of that I don't, I guess, in reverse. So people like Sinestro Green Lantern, technically they have the most powerful weapon in the world. Doctor Strange, yes, he's super magic and can do anything he wants. Uh, fucking Galactus, the Earth Destroyer. Like, in theory, there's so many superheroes that have so much power that they could win anything if they wanted to. But these super creative com- comic book writers don't always do that. So, for example, Green Lantern... If it came down to it, it could just be like, I'm done with everything. Most powerful weapon in the universe. Boom, everyone's dead, and I win. Cool, moving on. It didn't, but, it didn't work that way, honestly, though. Because yeah, that's it, the whole thing. It's like, when Hal went crazy and the whole parallax thing, mm-hmm. he he managed to remake a city that had been destroyed, but he can't just fucking, like, raise the universe. I mean, he could basically enslave everybody, because that's what Sinestro did. That's the whole thing. Was that Sinestro, the thing that got him, like, basically made him kind of the enemy of the Green Lantern Corps was when they figured out that he basically enslaved a planet in the name of order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like... This is too much so, for yeah. me right now. There's so much going on. Oh, my gosh, so much in comics. Okay, end of who would win in a fight. Moving on. Now, I got two things I want to talk about. We'll start with the bummer of a thing first, just to get it out of the way. What do you do when you're bummed out? What do you do when, I mean, you're, when you're down, when you're blue, when you're depressed? Use that as the music, like, because, I mean, depending on what I'm listening to, it either gives me catharsis or it kind of can bring me up. Um, but yeah, that's primarily what I do. Sometimes I'll watch like certain movies that I know will either do the same thing, or they'll either cheer me up or they'll help me with catharsis. I think that's like, like that's how Justin, I never actually told him that I broke up with Jonna. Mm-hmm. He just happened to be walking into the, uh, kitchen while I was watching Eternal Sunshine one day. And he knew that was my, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What kind of movie? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. He knew that was my go-to because maybe it's my go-to whenever I fucking break up with somebody usually ends up being, uh. 500 Days of Summer and or Eternal Sunshine. So, yeah. I get that. I've been so, I've been so, it's been kicking my ass this last month. I haven't been able to shake it. And Franny's been pointing it out a lot, which doesn't help. That just makes me feel worse. I'm just like, I'm not good enough for you. So, I, uh, video games haven't been working. I pretty much stopped playing Xbox. I got the Switch. I haven't even cared to play it at all. I bought, um, Puyo Puyo Tetris the other day. Mm. Haven't even put it in. Not interested. Like... It's just, I, I've, I've done with The Office. I've watched that for the thousandth time. I just finished it this morning, actually. That's not doing it for me. That's why we didn't record yesterday. I was sitting on the couch, and I was like, I told Patrick I was going to record at, like, I said this to myself at, like, 2.30. I think I got home from work, like, 2.30. I, I, was, I, was, I was, yeah, I wasn't home at that point. I was getting yeah. tattooed. <laughs> yeah, I got home. I was like, I, yeah, hold on. Let's see how I feel. So I watched some of The Office, and I was like, yeah, this isn't doing it. So I was like, should I get up and do something? No, no, I'm not going to do that. Should I go try to record with Patrick? That sounds awful. I don't want to do that. 
should I do some chores? No. Why would I do that? Like, <laughs> I like I couldn't. So lately, I've been going for runs because basic biology says do something and you'll feel better. Not even just exercise. Like literally, just move, and and that's what your body's meant to do. Which I have a lot of theories on that, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, so I've been trying. I've been going for runs a lot actually lately. I went for one just. It's two miles to. So I run out my street, and then if you take a left here where this Y is, you go all the way to the end and back. It's exactly one mile from my driveway to the end, and then one mile back. So I've been doing that. It kind of helps. Like if you noticed, I was I a little like more cheery when we started recording, and now I'm kind of coming down off it. Um, it helps a little bit, and then I'll try to do exercises at home. Helps a little bit, and then I'm like. I've started doing house chores more, like do the dishes, do the laundry, sweep, like fold all your shit, put everything away. Because if I'm going to be miserable doing nothing, I might as well be miserable doing something that helps Franny in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like like if I'm really just going to hate what I'm doing, I might as well hate doing something that helps someone. You know what I mean? Like like cunnilingus? <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm good at that. I love that. I'm all down for that. Jeez, <laughs> do something you love, right? Uh, so I just... I haven't been able to get out of it, and it's been really tough, so I didn't know. So I was listening uh, to um, uh, Tell Him Steve Dave, the mm. that podcast, and they talk about it all the time. What do you do? And they all, like, music is big for Walt. Bri just, Bri, uh, Brian Quinn just goes to sleep. He's like, if I take a nap, honestly, just being, like, non-existing for a minute is what helps him, and Brian Johnson's just perpetually depressed for his whole life, so he didn't really have any answers, which didn't make me feel good. And uh, so I went online and I looked it up about all this. So there's all these endorphins and all these hormones in your body that just go move and your body produces them on its own, which leads me to believe that's why there's such a, it's not an epidemic, but there's such a like awareness of depression lately. It's like back in the 1800s and 1900s, work was not sitting at a desk or standing there talking to someone. Work was actual work. You had, whether it was farming or building the industrial age, all that kind of shit, like it was physical, and now every job I've had has been just sitting there or standing there doing something. So on a chemistry standpoint, I think that plays big into it. Maybe. Maybe. I'm Fair enough. I mean, for me, it's like if, there, if there's like a cause, basically it's kind of have to live with it. And even if there isn't a cause, it's kind of like depressive cycles. Like usually for me, um, it comes on most hardcore when I'm really tired. So like when I haven't slept for a while, like if I, if I go in a couple days. Well, yeah, um, that's a big one. It says online, get a regular night's sleep helps a helps a long. If long I could way. fucking manage it, I would. It's just not the way. Zequil, bro. Zequil. I'm not doing that. True till death, motherfucker. You take you take caffeine to wake you up. You can take I can't remember the name of the medicine to put you to sleep. Okay, you can't have it one way. Yeah, but I don't need caffeine. I just, I like caffeine. But, like, it was, I'm not I like caffeine as much as I like the things that contain it. Um, like I, like I know you're huge on the Mountain Dew and coffee, but. Yes. So it's like, it's not necessarily that I need I'm the caffeine. I'm just saying, see the very slight hypocrisy in that. No, no, no. I mean, like, that's the thing is like, but I still, but that's the thing is like, even when I, because like, again, it's not in the caffeine. It is like what I don't want to take ibuprofen that much. Like, the only, the only time I take yeah, ibuprofen. I don't like taking that kind of stuff either. What I'm saying, I don't want like to take anything if I can help it. Like, that's the whole thing. It's like, the only reason that, like, the caffeine happens is because I don't fucking bother to buy, like, caffeine-free shit. Like, there was one time when I was younger, because everybody was just, like, the whole straight-edge thing. Like, I love when people do that, where just, like, people get so fucking defensive when, like, you're straight-edge and they're not. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, you do caffeine, blah, blah. I'm just like, it's like, okay, so, like, one month, I just didn't do it at all. 
Yeah. And I was just like, okay, see, I don't need it, motherfucker. You, if I tell you to stop smoking for a month, you're mm-hmm. gonna lose your goddamn shit. You'll be tearing your fucking hair out. So suck my fucking cock. It's like. I don't need it. I just happen to like the things that, that it's in. So it's like, mm-hmm. to me, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, no, like I do have depressive cycles sometimes, but like most times it's, it's like it's caused by something. And when I, when it's caused or even when I'm in a depressive cycle, basically all I can really do is it's kind of like, it's like music or like watching something. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, it also I mean, it depends on the person. Cause I'm saying like, um, if you like, if you use like comics or anything for escape, I mean, if you use anything for escape, it might work. I don't know. I can't speak for other people. As I said, like, yeah, I yeah. listen to music, so that's yeah, just me. I don't. I don't have an escape right now. I got nothing. It used to be. It's well, you know me. I'm. I'm very. Um, nah, I have no ability to pay attention or to hold on to one thing for too long. So, like, you know, when I really got into comics, that stayed for a minute, and then I really got into like the weekend. I listened to that a lot, and then I really got into a certain video game, like Overwatch, and I did that. I got into collecting random shit. I bought so many amiibos because I thought they were awesome, and then I fell off on that. Like. I don't stick to anything, and right now I have nothing. I've got nothing, which is yeah, why on the last episode I talked about recording. Like, I want to do this more. I want to just force my—not that I don't like it. I absolutely love it once we start, but it's like getting myself to do it. I'm like, just fucking go sit down, Kevin. It's not that hard. Uh, well, yeah, the whole thing with uh, Cardinal that drives me insane is, like, if it doesn't me, we do it, like— every day every other day whatever yeah and like uh he's just like that sounds like a burnout like it sounds exhausting i'm like it's exactly what we do all the fucking time <laughs> we just sit around and talk the only difference is we're fucking recording it like what the fuck difference does it make um but yeah like so it's like it's i don't know i mean the one thing i would say is like i already told you when we were doing the crossover episode that you should just fucking split a fucking com- um a marvel limited account yeah. with uh jeff um, yeah, I got to get him to read a lot more. I re- he he liked it when he did, and I've got to really, really just you, ram it. If you both have it on your phones, you will use it. Like that's yeah. the whole thing. It's like mm-hmm. I know you're just like it's like I want to have a tablet. I'm like if you get a tablet, you can obviously use it on there as well. But if you have it on your phone, like whenever you're on lunch or something, you can always yeah. just like that's what I do is I always read like three or four books on my lunch. That's yeah. how I was able to read six months or seven sorry sixteen years of Spider Man in six months. Yeah, because it was just like it just I I've been reading X Men. We lately, don't have lunches at work, but yeah. I can. Well, I'm just saying. Away. Any downtime? Yeah. Like half hour here, half hour there. I should do that. Right now, I've I've got. We're we're, we're Franny's finally starting to get paid, so our finances are trying to come back. But unfortunately, we had to refill her prescriptions this month, and that was not cheap. So yeah, maybe I should do that. I should do that. I wanted to sign up for their credit card anyways, just because I don't use my credit cards as is. So if I'm going to have one for emergencies in my wallet, it might as well be one that has Spider-Man on the front of it. So if you sign up for their card, you get a discount on their, on, on the unlimited. So maybe I'll do that, but no, I'm trying to find something. I will. I'll figure it out. It's, it's, I, she, Franny gets mad because I hide it in public to the best of my ability. Like when I'm with my friends, when I'm talking with you, when I'm talking with Jeff, when I'm texting my friends, like, I'm like, no, I don't need you to see that I'm sad. I don't need you to see that at all. So then when I come home and I have the one time, the one person that I'm 100% comfortable not faking it in front of, I feel awful because I'm like, you you know, if I've got one smile to give, I shouldn't be giving it to anyone else. Okay, first of all, in that case, I mean, you can... I, dude, I am no, no, like talking many, about- but many times in my life, I am a miserable son of a bitch. So like, it's really quite all right that you can share wa- with me. I am aware, and also, <laughs> if uh, if I mean Franny, like I mean, I'm sure she fakes a lot of orgasms for you. So I mean, the occasional fake one. smile for her. 
<laughs> no, I don't want. But I, it's like I don't even want to. Like I just I can't. I'm just like no, you don't. And then I get bummed out because like she has this. She's doing the studio again. She's dancing, which is one thing I hate, but she loves it. So I'm like, you're you're doing things you enjoy. You deserve to not come home to me sitting here with my face in a pillow like and I don't have any I don't express it in any way either for help I don't cry I don't like binge eat I don't sleep all the time like I don't do I literally just do nothing I just sit there she got pissed at me one day because she walked in and I was staring at the wall and she's like why I was like <laughs> I was like the tv won't load the office like our internet's being kind of shitty she's like okay put on a dv you have them all right there put them on I'm like I'll just wait for it to come back and I just waited. I just sat there and waited. Like, what, what What? do I do? I don't, it's so hard to shake it. I can't, but I'm trying. I mean, I'm the thing trying. is like, it, but that's the thing is like, if you can't, I wouldn't honestly even worry about shaking it. Just deal with it for as long as it's there. Like, that's what I've always had well, to do. So, yeah. When I was younger, I, should, I but... legitimately, because I, I had to go, I had to go to a fucking psychologist when I was a child uh, because A, they thought I had ADHD. Um, B, my depression made me think, or made, I was, pretty confident i was bipolar um now that i look at it i'm probably closer to borderline than i am to bipolar mm-hmm. um but that's the thing like depressive cycles fucking happen dude it's just it's your brain like you just you have to fucking just deal with it and I like know. it's so maybe make to, it for yourself for as long as you have to i'm trying to do it physically now on my own naturally i'm trying like i said with the runs and stuff like that next order of business is i'll probably i want to start seeing a therapist or something and that i don't mind doing that sounds fine if it comes down to it, I, I'll try medicine, but I'll, I'm going to save that for a last resort. This has been going on for two and a half years, though. It started, it, you know when it started. It all started with fucking Franny's work boyfriend bullshit, and which she didn't have a boyfriend. She didn't sleep with anyone. It's different than that, but literally, and I, I say this with 100% confidence, that day, and I've been like this since. Yeah, it broke you. I get it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, in my case, it's not even fucking like it's not even an incident. It's just fucking brain it's chemistry. It's just you, yeah. So I feel like if if something broke me, I can be fixed, but I'm not willing to take the steps to fix it. I mean, but you should. <laughs> no, no, I know, I, I know, like, I know. That's what I'm but, saying. But in the end, it's, it's you. Like it's, it's like I mean, like there's been incidents where I've been broken. That's why, like, it's funny. Every fucking girl, like, because I basically I told uh, Caitlin, our friend, mm. uh, Caitlin Barker, oh, I, I was her. telling her of my plan because basically I was just like I basically said that like I was I'm not like gonna be like I had no plans to be like celibate or anything, yeah. but I was like I'm not doing relationships. I mean, if, if it happens again, it'll be a fucking miracle. I was just like at this fucking point because after the Jonna thing, because really I was kind of done after the Ariane thing. Yeah, and I did <laughs> the, <laughs> sure. And then, oh boy, I remember and that. Then I, and then I did the Jonna thing, and I was just like. You know, and when, after that was over, and I found the outlet with uh, the podcast with uh, Cardinal, yeah, and I, I it kind of gave me a perspective, and I was just like, okay, so you know what? From now on, like, I just I don't want to do this because like I'm just like I was like cause I told Caitlin, I'm like basically it's like you keep building sandcastles, and no matter how awesome the sandcastle is, the sandcastle comes and gets wiped out by the waves because that's mm-hmm. just what happens. It's just yeah. that's entropy, and I was like. So at a certain point, if you keep building sandcastles, you're a fucking idiot because it's just mm-hmm. like it's it's just like what's the fucking point? Say right. And it's like, sorry, sorry. I and yeah, it's like sorry. every girl I talk to, because like I've now had like, because it's funny. It's like I have like when I don't want a relationship, every fucking girl flocks on me. Like I literally have like I had three fucking dick pic requests the other day. I'm just like and I don't you understand what two of them. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, but I'm just like it's just. I, I, cause I told them all. I was just like, because one of them is an ex girlfriend, 
one of them's a friend of mine, another one's just this girl that I know. And like I told them all, I'm just like, I don't want to be in a I was like, I, I told them the metaphor, and there was all this like and even Jonna, like I told the metaphor, and she was just like everybody every girl was just like, No, blah blah. I'm like, Yeah, you can say all fucking day long <laughs> that like you don't agree. That doesn't mean that I'm gonna change my mind. <laughs> I'll use I'll use that metaphor. Well first, yeah, you handled the Jonna breakup way better than the Ariane one. I thought I thought you were dead with the Ariane one. I was like, That's it. We lost him. All right. Well, it was nice knowing you, Pat. The Jonna one was much more uh, contained, I guess, would be a way to... Well, that's because, I mean, I had a fucking outlet for yeah, the Jonna yeah. thing. Because it had, was like... You had something to I, go to. I didn't want it to happen again, so I would just, like, I didn't want to be down where I was. So I would just, like, it happened to be around, like, literally, actually, the day that, like, two days after we broke up, um, actually, I don't even, it might have been the day after... Uh, was the day that uh, I was getting the uh, turntable from Kevin that kind of jump-started our, like, becoming really close friends. Yeah. And, like, that day he was just, like, um, I was thinking about seeing Deadpool. So, and I was, like, I'd be down to see Deadpool again. And he was, like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Just come over, pick me up, get the turntable. We'll go to Deadpool and whatever. And um, and on the way back from Deadpool was where we decided to do the podcast and then just mm-hmm. kind of snowballed from there. But like, the thing is, like, once I had, like, an outlet – like I was way better yeah. because it was like, I couldn't, I mean, not that I didn't in my like private time, not think about it, yeah. but it was like, it gave me a focal point. Yeah. So it was like, whatever. And plus obviously like, I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's a mix of things, but it's also, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like having like a focal point and outlet definitely helps also. The way I feel if, if I was to use the sandcastle analogy is like, I've got this wonderful monster sized sandcastle. It just is beautiful. It's been there for years and I'm just standing in front of it getting smashed by waves so that it won't move. <laughs> and I'm just like, nope, you ain't taking this bitch down. And I'm just getting punched in the face by waves nonstop. And there's nothing causing it. I just feel like I'm getting punched down. Well, in fairness to that, I think that's everybody. Like, I think if you're basically, it's, to follow that to its logical conclusion, I feel like everybody who has the, um, who keeps their sandcastle up mm-hmm. is a matter of like, basically you're just taking the fucking brunt of the fucking waves. Yeah. It's like, dude, just, just move like, it. Just move the sandcastle. It's already on like, wheels. Well, just slide in my it over case, there. I'm like, it's like basically like, fuck the sandcastle, fuck the waves. <laughs> I'm gonna walk the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, heading inland, you naked bunch of bitches. <laughs> All right, well, fuck this. All right, I'm now I'm bummed out, and I'll shake it off. But I'm sorry. Let's move. No, I wanted to talk about it. Like, like you said earlier, you're one of the only people I'm comfortable with talking about it. Jeff is starting to see who I am as a person a little more, and I think I might be scaring him away. But that's okay. He'll he'll figure it out, and it's going to be wonderful. So, to move into a more better topic, this one's running long, but you're going to deal with it. It's going to run a little bit longer. Not you. I'm talking <laughs> into my mic right now. Um, you watched Get Out finally. And, yes, and, I did. And Justin maybe went a little overboard and brought you down <laughs> just a touch. But did you like it? I don't know. I love the movie. The thing, like, no, the, the Justin thing. I was just like, because it's like, okay, the first time I watched Rocky Horror, I fucking loathed it because the entire time um, my brother was doing the crowd participation stuff, it was me, uh, my friend Tim Fisher, and my brother mm-hmm. were all sitting on my bed. And my brother was um, we used to watch movies. Um, like my room was kind of like the entertainment center. Um, and then, um, we were all sitting there and my brother was doing all the participation stuff and I was irritated. Like singing along to songs and stuff. Not just singing along, but like, you know, if you, if, okay, if you, I don't know, you didn't Google it, but like in Rocky Horror, there's all these like crap participation, like, um, like words and phrases that you use during certain parts of the movie. Oh. And like, 
he was doing it all. And, like, I was irritated by my friend Timmy. Literally, I had to stop him from coming across because I was in the middle. Man. I had to stop him from coming across and punching my brother in the face because <laughs> he was so fucking angry. Um, it was kind of the same thing with Get Out where it's like Justin was just like – it was like in fucking like they they, they parody in movies. Mm-hmm. Like we're just like it's like what you doing? Why are you going down? I'm just like uh... I was just like why are you doing? Like, like, You've watched films before, yes. <laughs> like I was like you understand this isn't real. This is a box. Like, it's, like, it's one of the few times that I've actually wanted because Cardinals thing swings in the exact opposite. Like this this is one situation where I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah. Because like Cardinal has no suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Like he's even said that he's just yeah. like. I'm looking at a box in front of me, projecting images and like blah blah blah. Yeah. And like Justin gets way too into it. He's the exact. And I'm the one that's just kind of like I can pick it apart while I'm watching it, but I can also can get lost in it. Yeah. So it depends. But that's the thing. It's like I couldn't because I'm just like because the dark child doesn't just like do it. It's just like what the fuck is happening? Why would you do that? I'm just like, can you chill the fuck out, guy <laughs> in a fucking Times Square theater in the 1990s? Like, chill. All right, you racist stereotype. Okay, let's just. <laughs> I see. didn't. Oh, I didn't say I didn't assign a race. You assigned a race. I, that's it's a you, stereotype. That's how that goes. That's why I'm calling it on Justin. Um, but yeah, no, like I really liked the movie, and like there actually was like the more I thought about, it, the more I liked it. Um, because like there's a lot of things that I didn't really think about till later. Um, like this is, I mean, we're like, we already on other spoilers, but obviously this is the end of the show. So there Super you go. Spoiler. Um, when like, uh, she hypnotizes him, yeah. she's literally using a silver spoon. Yeah. I was like, that's brilliant. I didn't think about it till later. Um, and then like when he, uh, saves himself, um, Oh, with he the earplugs? He, well, uh, he literally picks cotton to save himself. Yeah. I was like, that's how oh, I didn't notice that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, there's a lot of things here and there. The one thing that bothered me is, um, and apparently it wasn't the original ending, so that's why I apparently Jordan Peele and I think similarly. Um, I thought the ending was too like nice because I was like, it should have been the cops to pull up, and it should they should have fucking killed him. And I was like, because that would have been the perfect fucking ending for that movie. Yeah. And I guess that was the original ending, but Jordan Peele was like, after all that has happened lately, <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't feel like it was a good idea or responsible to end a movie that way. Yeah. So I decided to give it a happier ending. And Justin was like really excited about it, like like when the when the guy showed up. I was just like, ah, and yeah, I was just like, it's too neat. <laughs> I watched it with Mason in theaters, and he was the same way. He liked it. I, first off, it is without a doubt in my top 10 horror movies of all time list now. It moved right on in there in no time. I don't know where I'd put it. I can't really say what I'd put it above or below quite yet. As you know, Silence of the Lambs is kind of untouchable to me for some reason. But, Speaking um, of, Demi, Demi died yesterday. Yeah, shouts good. out to him. Um, it's a real bummer. I, so Kevin Smith's tribute was pretty touching. It showed uh, Jay with his wiener tucked behind his legs from Clay <laughs> yeah. Uh That was funny. But um, no, it's definitely one of my favorites. I couldn't find... I never thought of, of all of the different... It's very obviously playing out to stereotypes that's the point of the movie like hey wake up white people treat black people like shit sometimes what's the thing it's like the thing i thought was interesting one of the best reviews i read was um somebody was that they were like i even posted on tumblr and i liked it so much where it was um the main problem isn't really even like the alt-rights like the nazis the problem is the well-meaning people yeah who almost glamorize it like the the sorry it's like it's like the whole thing of like basically like talk about how they would have voted for obama a third term like guys who like will like it's like they, they'll basically like basically put you on a pedestal because like whatever cause, like there's like it's kind of like that whole apology idea like the apologist idea and it's like the fact that that's kind of gone so far and been allowed to fester has created a like this where this could kind of this feels legit 
And I was like, that's actually the truth of yeah, it. It's, like, it's, it's, not, it's almost like because you're trying to not be racist so hard, you've become more. It's like my grandparents. Yeah. I actually told – I called them racist when I was younger because they were like super all about like um, basically diversity. But like they, they were just like all about like if I had like black friends and stuff. And I was just like – if I have a friend really because they're black, that's fucking that's that's racist. That's token. Like, just, like, that's token. I was right like, there. you don't understand. Like it's like as like my friend June was like my best friend when I was younger who was Filipino, mm-hmm. and I never even thought about it. Because the thing is like I never even thought about his race until somebody like made a racial like slur to him, and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I guess you are. I didn't really think about it. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. Is like, I when you go so far in the other direction, you're not going. It's still an extreme. It's no. You're not better. helping. Yeah, you're hurting. Exactly. It's, My favorite it's scene in the whole movie, and it play, it was the big theme of it, was when he, after he finds out what they're doing and they're stealing his body, he starts flashing through his head what all the fucking rich white people were saying to him. You know, like, oh, black people are such in style right now, and are you good at sports and all the shit? And then the fine ones like, I want your eyes. It's like the 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 wrap up theme was, they're not envious and have to have you but it's like their desire to pick out the good qualities in you is just as fucked up as anything else and the ending i never thought that it that would have been a crazy ending i actually really loved it because jordan peele is a hilarious guy so the like slight like ha like the out loud single ha that you get when he steps out of the car i thought was perfect Mm. because you see that i i definitely say it would no it would have played in theme better because even when they pull up she smiles for a second and yeah, she's like, and then all of a sudden she goes into victim mode, like, oh no, exactly, because he's there, and she is literally the definition of white privilege, like yeah. as a person, like she's person, she's she's white privilege given human form, yeah, like, and that thing is like, that's why, like, I would have loved that original ending, just because it would have been so real and raw, yeah, but like, what but they yeah. went with played more to the uh, uh, sensibility of of the current stigma around you know cops killing black guys, so it's probably safer yeah. what they did, but anyways. Um, the other thing I really liked about it was a complete, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, he got the upper hand in the end. Like they always do that in movies, but this was in no way like a fight or a struggle. He was just like, oh shit, I'm out. You're all dead. That was wonderful. Redemption sort of, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? Vengeance maybe? What's, I mean, in fairness, he, I mean, yeah, they got their comeuppance, but I was like, come up fairness- yeah. With the exception of the girl, they're all like old people. So like him winning. It was the still cool though. It was still like when oh, it was so good. Oh no, and I mean then, it definitely it's it's satisfying as an audience member. But I'm just like, okay, so you beat up a fucking like 60, 60 year old woman. Like I'm not like that. Like oh, that's so impressive. Yeah. Like, oh no, I'm not impressed. But like you said, satisfying is the perfect. You're way. the iron like, fist. <laughs> it was like it, it it was ultimate satisfaction. I mean, yes, he could have just escaped, and the cops could have arrested them, or he could have killed a handful of them, and they were resent. No complete satisfaction this dude had just walked away victorious and he's still obviously messed up in the head but uh i just i can't say enough good things about that movie i that movie was in my in my mind which is why i was trying not to be so excited i literally just kept saying watch it not it's the best thing ever this is the great i just kept saying watch it because i didn't want it to be a rick and morty situation where i talked it up too high but that's what this show is to me just the like pinnacle of entertainment as far as the last you know x amount of years for movies because yeah marvel movies i've been super into watching with you john wick was all inspiring for me but get out was just on another level for me and the funniest thing was the the lights turned on and me and mason look around and i'm not exaggerating the the two rows in front of us and the four seats on each side of us were 60 plus year old white couples 
and Mason, like, he thought that was the ultimate, like, hilarity moment. He he, he thought it was great. Just old what white people watching a movie about old white people being terrible. What does he get? I mean, it made a gajillion dollars. That's a, and like, the it one has that a 99 think... on Rotten Tomatoes, almost 100, but one fucker put a zero, and Rotten Tomatoes refuses to remove it or round up. Um, but that's the whole thing is, like, the whole thing with the whole idea that Jordan Peele is now, I guess they're talking about him for directing Akira, like the, the live action Akira. Yeah. I was like, I don't want them to do Akira, but I feel like Jordan Peele will do the best possible Akira. Yeah. Like I was just like, because he has a really good visual style. He kind of established in that movie. Plus he can fucking tell a story. So I was yeah. just like, I still say I don't want it to happen, yeah. but if it does happen, the best case scenario is Jordan Peele. And the opening, Redbone being in the opening, the only good thing off that album, in my opinion, made me so excited. I heard that the first like, do, 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 do. And me and Mason are just like, oh, oh, it's childish. It's childish Gambino. <laughs> like, we got really excited about it. It was kind of corny, but I don't care. Uh, that movie was so good. Damn, that Indeed. movie was good. Well, then, in fairness to you, like it's not—it's not even like that. Like it wasn't just you. It was like I mean, everybody was about how fucking amazing it was. So it wasn't like it was like whatever. So like, I knew what it was going to be when I walked into it. But that was the only thing is like, um, the thing that was funny is I watched Split like right after that, and um, I really want to watch I, that movie. I do really like Split, but the problem is because I know about the uh, the ending and like it being connected to Unbreakable. Yeah. That I was like the whole movie. I'm just like. Yes, Wait. yes, he's crazy. Yes, yes, <laughs> all right. it's like let's get let's get to the fucking point. Like it's like the point is fucking yeah. unbreakable, and yeah. it's literally the last line of the movie. Oh, basically, man. the whole thing is basically like um, as like they like the girl has gotten away, whatever, and they're talking about um the guy, and they, they and it's like and um authorities started calling him the horde, and um the girl in the diner is like. It's just like, isn't that like the thing that happened like 15 years ago? Like, what was that guy's name? And then like, uh, it's David Dunn sitting with a cup of coffee, like Mr. Glass, and like takes a oh, sip. Oh, it's and, like, actually like, Bruce Willis there. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, yay! <laughs> so it's like I have to watch the movie again to kind of really get yeah. like the actual movie experience out of it. Because I'm just like, yes, yes, I understand. Yeah. It's fantastic. He's a yeah, good, from great what I read, from what I read in the reviews is it's it's a good movie. It's like M Night Shyamalan coming back and. uh and J- James James McAvoy is amazing in it. Supposedly, he's phenomenal. Oh yeah, no, McAvoy is fantastic. I mean, like, it's like the best review that I heard was like they just like it was a little blurb um, that I saw where like uh, they were like uh, the ending when he kind of like shuffles through personalities. It's like at the end of T two when like T one thousand is like going through all the different forms, except mm-hmm. for it's literally all just James McAvoy just like literally just shuffling through, and his performance is so different yeah. that like you're basically seeing all these different things, but he's not. He's still James McAvoy. It's not like yeah. they like fucking. It's not whatever. like editing or anything. It's just him yeah. doing his yeah. acting. Exactly, just him like basically cycling through these very specific performances. And I was like, that's <sighs> that is really fucking cool. Yeah, I think people downplay acting way too much. Like because uh, I was listening um, again. Tell him Steve Dave and and Brian Johnson has no qualms with bitching about Snooki, Kim Kardashian, like that kind of fucking mm. celebrity. Uh, and they constantly talk about how movies are art and all this kind of stuff. And, and I definitely agree. I've never disagreed. But literally when these people like, OK, for example, you put up uh, The Miz wants to play Booster Gold, which, yeah. to be fair, is going to be pretty awesome. And he does act in wrestling. But that kind of acting is what gives James McAvoy and people like and uh, uh, the hell is that guy's name? Well, he actually he does actually act as well. Yeah. He's done like a bunch of movies. Yeah, but I'm just saying like that's someone who acts because they 
fell into that role sort of thing like the celebrity of it is what's made them there whereas you have these actors who are just absurdly amazing at what they do and and they're what justify it as an art to me well no it's like and that's the case with anything though it's like you have some people who are like the pinnacle of like the profession and then there's yeah. some people who are like i mean schwarzenegger was never a good actor he just was like yeah he's incredibly charismatic yeah so and it's buff. like he, he was buff. he made a big career out of it well yeah, yeah i'm just saying like that's the whole it's like it's like like when I was in like Keanu, it's like when Keanu is basically playing like kind of characters where there's like it's mostly kind of you put your own. We talked about the John Wick thing where you kind of put your own thing into his head. Mm-hmm. Those are his best roles rather than him trying to act. The period because, pieces that he always does offline. Like some actors can do that. Like some some actors are like they basically create this whole thing. Yeah. Like Gary Oldman, like blah blah. And there's some actors who just they're. They 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 can and do get by on having really good charisma. Yeah, like good looks and charisma. So it's like that thing is like you, you, there there's a place for both. Like you're never gonna see like fucking like Gary Old. You would never in, in the eighties. I'm sure they're never like considering like Gary Oldman for Batman. <laughs> but like, no, true. But at the same time, like if you're, you're they're never gonna continue, consider like Schwarzenegger for like the fucking part that Gary Oldman got nominated for an Oscar for in uh, Tinker Soldier Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah. It's like there's all these it's 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 just different things. Like it's different skill sets. Like it's like why like it's like yeah, there's some guys who are like the best musicians in the world and then there's some that are good musicians that play in punk bands. There are some that are awful musicians that just get by on being like really charismatic and cool. Like it's just any kind of art that's that's like a, it's, it's a spectrum. It's yeah. not just like anything specific. I don't know if I could be an actor. I don't know. Like, I've already, we... I've already known that I'm apparently not good at. It. <laughs> like, I uh, when I was first trying to get into directing, I, I auditioned and I never got I never got anything. Yeah. Um, and great that I was told by the people because they were like friends of mine and stuff that like they 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 thought I was good, but I was just like I know I have like I don't really branch out. Like, I can't like do like I can basically do extensions of myself. I can't really do yes. like full yeah. on like I can't do like. What, what James McAvoy did. Like, I can't just be, like, turn into, like, five different distinct characters. You couldn't, you couldn't do, like, for example, a romance movie? Probably not fit for Patrick. Probably, probably Actually, don't. That, that might work, but, uh, because of my intense emo nature, but... Yeah, but that's not necessarily romantic. You could do a, a like, like, for example, you could do the second half of a Nicholas Sparks movie, but you couldn't do the first half. I think I could, Kevin. All right, right now, hey... I, Live your dreams. But I was just saying, like, because we talked about it on the crossover, I w- hosting and radio would be what I would love to do. I don't know if I could do anything else in the entertainment industry, though. Like, I think I mean, I that's my... I, I, get, I, I always, like, I, I always thought I could be a pro wrestling manager. Oh, I th- and I do think, honestly, honestly, not an actual writer, but a, a writer for, like, movies and shit like that. Like, the storyboarding stuff I always talk about when I joke around talking about dicks putting in places... That kind of stuff, though, I think I'd be good at too. Well, fair storyboarding is different than scripting, but like yeah, that's why yeah, I said like, not. A, that's why I said not a writer, but a writer because I didn't know what I was going like the term. But yeah, I couldn't be a scripter. No, I mean you could you basically you could draw a comic book. So there's and then there's a point for both, like the the writer yeah. and the artist, like they're both yeah. necessary. That's why there's six thousand fucking uh, what do you call it? What was it after a movie when it when it rolls? Oh, credits. Credits. <laughs> Yeah, I would just be in there somewhere as someone who helped like push this in a direction. I didn't write, I didn't say make this this way. I didn't do any of that, but I helped with the idea part of it. 
I mean, you you're the storyboard artist, or like special thanks to Kevin Mills. <laughs> yeah, that's all I ever want in life. Just a special thanks on a Kevin Smith project. That's all I want. I'm happy. I'll die after that. I'll t- I'll out myself. I don't care. There's nothing better than that. There's nowhere to go but up or but down after that. In fairness, I've always wanted like I was always like I want to be like the protege of like Kevin Smith or Quentin Tarantino or Rodriguez. That's always been like my that dream. Be that would be pretty neat. Yeah. All right. We're after, we're past an hour and a half. Let's wrap this up. Anything okay. left? Um, not that I can recall this exact second. Alright, well we freaking killed it. We talked about everything. So as always, if you like me, listen to what I just say. If you like Pat, listen to Gifted Punksters. I don't want to spend time on that. Otherwise, I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. And thanks for listening. <laughs>